65 of the Slip and Weave podcast. After many attempts, me and my yeah. man Chris Thompson, we're finally able to meet. Chris, middleweight prospect, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know, you know what I'm saying, accolades, accomplishments, where you're from, all that. All right, well, I'm Chris Thompson, uh, born and raised from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm a 6-0 pro boxer. Uh, I've been boxing on and off for like 11 years. Um, I'm three-time Golden Glove champ here in Kansas City. Right now, I'm just trying to work my way up with the ranks of the pros. Uh, I got the connections so far as with like Terrence Crawford, John Dre, and Mary Khan. So getting a good training, just ready for that, ready for that chance. Yeah, bro. So you, you're another one that had a little bit of a late start. Um, yep. I always ask guys that start a little, that's not like crazy late, but yeah, yeah. guys that start a little late, like, what do you think that thing is for you that's allowed you to somewhat fast track your progression? Honestly, man, it's crazy because I think about that stuff daily. Like, man, what if I had the same start time as everybody else did? But, you know, I mean, everything happens for a reason. So, like, I got that hunger and desire now to, to just go all the way with it. So, sometimes, I ain't going to lie, sometimes I do get discouraged. Like, man, it, it, is it too late or not? Nah, but, you know, I just got to stay positive. Well, I think uh, the, the other thing you have, too, is that – how old are you? 29, right? Uh, 28. 28, yep. 28, right. Yeah. So, you're – for some, some fighters that are 28, they're kind of, like, on the back end because they've been doing yeah. – they were six yep. or whatever – Whereas for you, you're still fresh at this age, you know? Yeah, I'm still fresh. Yep. Yep. That's one of the that's one of the advantages. Um, so you got a fight coming up June 4th uh against Jonathan Hampton. Do you know anything about the opponent? What are you what are you looking out for and and what are you looking to showcase for everybody? Oh, honestly, yeah, I, I sure I seen him once like a, a uh like a two-year or a year video of him. Uh, I know what I need to do. Uh, what I've been working on. It's just like I haven't fought since a year um, because uh, a lot of a lot of fights ain't been going through and stuff like that. And plus they see they see a lot a lot of guys see me training with Terrence Crawford and they, and they like, oh, there ain't no way I'm fighting this dude. So, so I finally got this guy. So it's just I'm ready to just showcase what all I've been working on for the past year. So I'm just ready. Yeah, bro. And I was, you know, I was actually going to ask you about that at some point, you know, for some guys inactivity like that is a good rest. And then sometimes it can be where it keeps you a little rusty. Where do you, where do you feel like it is for you? Do you feel like it's been good to get some time off? Honestly, man, I think like, cause like I've been, I train nonstop. So it's just like, it's not like I've just been sitting down for that whole year. Right. So it's just like, man, honestly, I just think, Maybe I needed that time off to just get better, you know, just get 10 times better. Like I, I was in January, I was in the camp with Amir Khan. So that got me way, way better. Uh, then I've just been going back and forth to Omaha. So I think uh, I think I'm going to be probably first round might be a little a little rust. But I think I uh, second and third, I'll be coming off just fine. So obviously, because you sent me a lot of great footage from the on camp, bro. Been between, you know, like all of those little moments where Bomac like stops you guys and like shows you something and whatever. It was like a very professional style that those guys are working in. You know, what what were some of the like the lessons or or the knowledge nuggets that that those guys dropped on you in that camp? Man, just 
like first of all, just being around because in Kansas City, like me, I'm pretty much doing stuff by myself. Like, like running by myself. Nobody want to run wake up at 5 a.m. and run hills. Nobody wants to do that. I'm doing it by myself. So just being around them and just looking around, seeing it's like 15 other guys running, which is just like, man, that's dope, you know, because I don't, I don't get it here. And them just just me getting uh, advice from Khan about, you know, just being more relaxed. Bo Mac just showing me different uh, mitt work and giving me uh, tips on how to faint. It's just like everything is like, man, dope. These are guys I've been watching on TV. And it's just like, man, I'm in camp with them. Like, that's that's crazy. So that's just like, if I was to stop boxing now, I'd be happy. I, I wouldn't lie. <laughs> I would, because it's like, man, most people don't get a chance to be with these guys. You know, so it's just, I'm just glad I got the opportunity. What's one of the what's one of the things you kind of noticed in in being in the ring with with Khan? And then we'll we'll even move into Terrence. But let's talk about Khan because I saw all of that footage. What was what was like a thing you noticed? Like, oh, okay, we're at this new level now. Now that you've seen it in person, you know. Uh, honestly, like when I was sparring Khan, it was just like he's fast, but it's just like, okay, this is this is this is the level I can be on this level, you know. Right. So it's just like, I mean, I know kind like not taking nothing away from Khan. Khan is Khan is good. He's dope. He got the Olympic and all that, so he behind him. So it's just like, but it's just like me looking at cons, it's like, oh, man, Chris, I deserve to be here. You know, like I worked hard. He's worked hard. It's just like, man, it's, this is where I need to be. Right. So how did, how did, who did you meet first? Did you meet Amir or did you meet Terrence first? I met Terrence first. Yeah. Man, so, so you've gotten to do some rounds with him? Yeah. Now with Terrence. <laughs> It's levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like him and Demetrius and Andre. This is levels with them. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like you like you you spar with him, them one day, then you spar with Khan. You can tell the difference. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh like with with them is just like like I ain't gonna like I never when I'm sparring and stuff like that, I never really been hurt. But when I went with Terrence Crawford, I I, I had. <laughs> so it's just like he's at, – but at the same time, I'm learning. He's like, Chris, you need to be on your toes more. Or, Chris, you this is the time where you need to box. You know, so it's just like, man, just learning from a, a champ, man, that's, that's, it's dope. And it's awesome. That's got to be like a crazy crash course for you too, especially yeah. having taken somewhat of a fast track to be in gyms and around guys like that. That must be wild. Yeah. Yep. It is. It's like, cause with the coach at Bomax and all them, it's like them was guys that I kind of talk to daily. They like Chris, man, you consider the family. Like I can, I can call Bomac right now and tell him I'm on the way to Omaha to get some spawn. So it's just like, it's like that. Like they take care of me. That's that's fucking cool, man. That's wild. Yeah. Who's so Boo Boo, Terrence, Amir? Who are who are some of the other guys you've been in with? Um, uh, so Stone Coast, uh, Stone Cold uh, Nelson, Steve Nelson. Yeah, uh, that's the other guy. Uh, Maurice Hooker is somebody I I sparred daily too up there in Omaha. Uh, what's it's some other like Jamil Heron. Uh, 
then just being around other pro boxers. Like, I never got in the ring with Shakur, uh, but uh, Keyshawn Davis. It's just all being in that a- atmosphere. It's because they all train basically at BNB. So it's just like, man, me just learning from everybody. It's, just, it's crazy. <laughs> That's got to give you confidence, too, when you go into yep. like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, you, that you've that you been in the ring with the best in the world and you've been able to, to, to hang, to hold your own. Yeah, so, man, when I'm in the ring, man, it's just like, Man, what a dude got to do to me, they're going to have to kill me in here. You know, it's just like, because I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've been in the ring with them guys. And it's like, man, when I'm going to when Terrence Crawford, he's not taking it easy on me. <laughs> he's not. If if I'm going hard, he's going to go hard. So it's just like, man, it's just like, man, I, I, I got the I've got the best work from the best. So it's like, man, what can you really do to me, you know? So, right. That's, I mean, that's wild, bro. I mean, the other thing too, right? And I was talking about this on another podcast. The middleweight division right now is like kind of up for grabs. You know, like Charlo's moving up. Andre's moving up. You know, Golovkin's coming to the end at some point in the next couple of years. Like, you're in a division right now that's really, I think, very much up for grabs. Yeah. So who do you who do you feel like at the moment are some of the guys that you would target at middleweight or that you're long term or even short term are interested in fighting? Like it be it's it's, it's a lot of guys that I see like the up and coming, like because I was going to try to I was going to try to get a fight with Ali Walsh with uh, Ali's grandson, like because uh, I talked to uh, Mike about it and I and that's the guy that I feel like I could beat. <laughs> Uh, so that so because we we had the talks of me coming up there to spar him, but uh, they didn't they weren't going to want that to, me to spar him because they was thinking about a potential fight. So that's a fight. All due respect, I got respect for him, but that's I think I could beat him, and that's a fight that I want eventually. Um, some somebody like him, uh, all them up and coming uh, fights, I see guys I see on top rank is is that's where I think I need to be. So. I ain't calling nobody out, but I think I need I need to be there too. <laughs> I love to fight with you and Ali Walsh, bro, because yeah. it would be like a. I mean, to be honest, I think it would be a step up in competition for both of you guys. For both of us, yeah. yeah. Pros. And mm-hmm. of course, him and having the the Ali name, you know, brings a whole new level of buzz. Whole new level, fight yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I think people want to see him in, him in with somebody that can really test him. That's an interesting fight. Yeah, because because I see this last fight. All right, so he fought somebody in seventy one, but that guy didn't test. Him. Like he hit him with the overhead right and just put him out. Like I'm like I'm like he's not gonna hit me like that, <laughs> you know. And I think it'd be a good fight. I think it would. So that's something that me and Mike probably is gonna push in, in in the next year or so. I hope so, man. I I think that's a great matchup. How did you How did you get in like tapped into the New England boxing scene? Because you're from Kansas, right? Yep, yep, Kansas City. Oh, uh, so when uh when I talked to uh, Demetrius, um, uh, I talked to his father. Uh, one of my coaches reached out to him. And, man, I got some work. I got a kid, man, that's real good, and he just wants to spar. So, um, uh, I went up there to Rhode Island and uh, sparred Demetrius, and Mike seen me. He seen me sparring. And he like, man, this kid's good. So me and Mike just been connecting. We've been knowing each other for like the past year, year or so. And and we always kind of knew we was going to work together. But I was just trying to see how how he does business 
and because I trust him. Because, man, honestly, man, like I'm 6-0 and right now. I probably could have been 17-0 and by now. Well, all these, these promoters, man, is in, man, it's full of crap. Like, my promoter's full of crap. Fighters dropping out. So, but like I told you, everything happened for a reason. So, they're going to feel it now. <laughs> yeah, bro. And and I, honestly, too, like, I got to do commentary for one of Mike's events at one, the last Down and Dirty card. It was a yeah, yep. You know, shout out to Mike Reyes and Reyes Box. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hyped that, that you guys are paired up, man. Do you feel like you're going to do your whole career at middleweight? Or you, do you think at some point you could either move up or move down, you know, if the right? Honestly, because me and Mike talk about because, you know, I kind of like, I, like I said, I'm on the gym every day. So I'm not too far from 160. You know, a lot of these dudes, you walk around like 180, 190. <laughs> so uh, I think because the, the lowest I made was I fought at 156. So 154 is something I can make. So we've been thinking about 154 and 160. Staying, but I, in the future, my next couple of fights are 154. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd be a big guy at 154. Yeah, yep. And I like I like Charlo, uh, the one at 154. He, he walks around probably 160, high 160, 170. And them dudes are strong, bro. They big. So it's like, man. I ain't really got to lose no weight to fight at 160, man. Maybe I should be fighting at this weight. So that's right. the 154 is something I think I'm going to uh, shoot at. Even I mean, Bomac told me, Bomac was like, Chris, I think you fight at 147. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> 147. Yeah. I don't think I can make that. <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be a little much. Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> Wait, you're like 6'1", right? Six yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, you're gonna be tall at 154. The only this yeah. like Pandora is gonna be the only guy taller than you. Man, yeah, and that dude, man, he's a beast. What do you he's think about all these guys at 154 right now? There's a lot of there's a lot of turnover because it's one of those divisions where they actually fight each other. Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you feel like are some of the best guys at 154 right now? Other than Charlo, obviously being undisputed. Yeah. Of course, Charlo, but I like I like Fandor, man. That dude is like a cheat code. <laughs> The only only thing I really say about him is that he really don't have much defense, uh, like move his head, upper body movement. But he he he's up there. Also, like uh, I don't know if you know him, Charles Conway, mm-hmm. uh, sixteen and zero. He's a beast. Uh, from uh, Ohio, uh, of course, Lubin. But Lubin just he's just having them tough fights with Charlo Fendor, man. Uh, but Lubin is good. Uh, Lubin's a beast. It's just one of those, like, he's actually taking tough fights, you know? He's actually taking, you know, he's taking these step-up fights. And then people are like, dang, man. But he's actually doing it. A lot of these guys ain't doing it. So it's it's hard to it's hard to really see who's the best if they're not fighting the best. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about 154. Those guys are all fighting each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Look at anybody in, like, the top 20. There's a guy that was in the top five three years ago and was taking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of guys taking L's and 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 taking step up fights. Um, so it's a they're both great weight classes. That one's real busy, and middleweight's kind of wide open. So it leaves it leaves a lot of good options. Yeah, you got any thoughts on uh on Tank and Roly? Uh, I think of course Tank is the better fighter, but Roly's dangerous. Because anybody will punch a prize dangerous. 
<laughs> and he's awkward. Like, but I think I think Tate Tate will pull it off. I don't know about a knockout, but I think he'll pull it off. I think he probably will too, man. I mean, yeah. As much as like Roley's a very explosive guy, definitely hits hard. I think mm-hmm. this is like a smaller version of Wilder Fury. Yeah, because that's all he's relying on is is this punch power. You know, that can only take you so far. You see what happened with Wilder, Wilder and Fury. <laughs> Right, and Tank Tank obviously hits very hard, but he's got more more skills to fall back on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can actually box. I seen his last fight with Cruz. He actually boxed that fight because he found somebody that that hit hard too, and and Cruz was just coming forward. He wasn't taking nothing. <laughs> yeah, and Cruz was able to take his power. Was able to take mm-hmm. Tank's power better than really anybody else before that. Yeah, like big shots, big uppercuts. <laughs> Exactly. I was talking about this with the ITR boxing guys. And, you know, w- what happens if Roley can take his power? Does that change the dynamic of the fight? Maybe, it might. It might. It maybe can. But I also see I see Roley. He don't throw a lot of punches. He don't stay busy enough. So because I watched this, I've been watching one thing about me. I study a lot. It, every box I study. And so he, I just think every and he gets tired, too, because he wasting all that energy trying to hit hard. Well, I think take pull it off in the later rounds. I think you're probably right too. Who yeah. were so if were you following boxing before you started? Yep, I always I always like boxing. Yep. Who who are your guys growing up? So my favorite my favorite boxers of all time too, of course, is Sugar Ray, uh, Leonard, and uh, Manny Pacquiao. Then was then was always guys I'm always watching, and of course Floyd Mayweather. But it's like, man, you know, and plus everybody wanted to grow up to fight like Floyd Mayweather, but everybody can't do the Philly shell. <laughs> right. So, but uh, but that was my my top three. But now it's just like I watch Terrence Crawford, of course, and Earl Spence. Them was my two top. But I, I hopefully they fight. I think if they fight, I think Crawford wins. <laughs> yeah, I think he wins. <laughs> you do. Yeah. But I like Spence. I'm a big fan of Spence because, like, a lot of people say, Chris, well, you you got the body shape of Spence and you fight like him. You got a good jab, like, in his in the body work. So I like him. But I just think Terrence Crawford is a better skilled boxer than Spence. Like, he can actually box. And a lot of people don't understand, man, that dude is strong. He's strong and he hit hard. <laughs> Right. And you've been in there with it. You've felt that. Yeah. And everybody kind of says that that's been in the ring with him. Like, yo, he's strong. Yeah, he's strong. He's yeah. strong. Like, he, he's, he's strong. And like, you know, Spence just got it because he, he's, he's, he's ripped. And a lot of people just think he's strong. But, uh, bro, like he, how he did Ugas. Terrence Crawford not going to let him punch on him like that. He's not. <laughs> So, right, so it's it, it's a little tough, right? Do you think Spence kind of takes the approach of I'm going to try to walk him down like I did Ugas and really really bang him to the body and get physical? Like, do you think that's kind of his best approach? Yeah, because because I seen him fight Mikey Garcia, right? And he was telling people that he wanted to box Mikey Garcia. But in my opinion, if Terrence Crawford fought Mikey Garcia, he's stopping him. That's just my opinion. <laughs> That's my opinion. And also, I seen uh, like I seen t- I seen Spence lunge. He lunge a lot. For us, like when he punched, he coming in like this, 
And I know you've seen Terrence Crawford fight Sean Porter, right? Yeah. So what what Terrence Crawford do is a good counter punch. If Spence lunge in like that, he's going to get countered every time. Right. So so that's the thing Spence can't do against Crawford if they fight. But I think kind of too, like, man, it might be like a Pacquiao Mayweather. Hey, fight later down the line. I hope not, but it's because it's like, man, y'all got you got one belt, you got three. Why not fight? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen next. They're both saying yeah. that's the fight, and then I think they're probably both going to move up and wait after. Yeah, because I don't think they both can make keep making that that 47. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, those are those are big welterweights. I I I thought Errol would move up a while ago. I also thought this fight would happen sooner than it's happened. Sooner, yep. Because we've been talking about it now for like five five years at this point. Five years, yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Um, do you is there? I looked on your box right. Do you also have another fight scheduled as well? Yep that that is uh in uh, August. So that's against. Uh, I told myself, man, I want to fight an under, another undefeated guy. And so he's six and zero, and I'm six and zero right now. So uh, I think that think that's that I need to type fight like that. Cause I, all these guys that I've been fighting, you know, just know they haven't seen, you haven't seen the best of me yet. A lot of people just think I'm a knockout punch. Well, I can punch, but I also got g- good boxing skills. That's what I was going to say too, bro. You got all these quick knockouts, but being able to watch all this sparring footage of you and mm-hmm. like, you can really think your way through a round, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, like, and that's where I wanted to be like six rounder, even like not having went eight rounds yet, of course, but that's something that I could go. I can't go eight rounds. Like, man, this is like, man, we were sparring and doing eight, four minute rounds in Colorado Springs. You dealing with that, then you're dealing with the altitude. Right. Like, <laughs> like so that that's that's just tough. Then when we go to Omaha, it's hot as heck in there, like 90 degrees. We're doing four minutes. And like, so this is when I trained here and came back home. Everything I do is four minute rounds. So it's just like, you know, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for. I'm ready to go six, ready to go eight. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, w- I want to wish you all the best. I hope you get both of these and uh, hopefully we can we can get you back on after after you get a, get some W's. Yes, sir. I will. We'll do. Where can where can people follow you and support you and all that? And, and is there uh, so, anything anybody you want to shout out? Uh, so my Instagram is a. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris underscore crunch time. Um, Facebook is, uh, Chris Thompson and my Twitter is, uh, Chris underscore crunch time. So y'all can go out there and follow me and support. That's where all my, I put all my videos. And also, man, um, if people are watching, I got a group of young guys, man. I got my own gym, uh, crunch time boxing gym. I've been doing this for probably about two years now, man, and I got some young, hungry lines, 15, 16, that just won Golden Gloves, man. And my main thing with that is, man, it's trying to keep the kids off the street. And the things I do with them, man, everything I'm doing with them, everything I'm learning from Terrence Crawford and stuff like that, I'm teaching them. So these little guys is ready, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I just want to shout out my, my moms, of course, and uh, God first, and my little daughter. Kai. Hey, bro. That's beautiful. It was great meeting you. I'm glad we could finally get this done, bro. Good luck with your fights. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon, Chris. All right. 
sir. Thank you. Yes, brother. Peace.